Hi there, and God bless you. I'm Brian Hallam. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for downloading it, and thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram and for liking and sharing what we post there. I just want you to know that I believe God wants to do something great in your life and in your family. So as we go into the Word today, let's go in with faith and hope and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do in your life. Well, God bless you. I pray the blessings of God overtake you, and I am so thankful to be connected with you today. I'm thankful that we live in a time that we live where we can use everything that God puts in our hands and at our disposal to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out as far and as fast as possible. I'd love to teach this morning just for a few minutes, or I'd love to teach right now just for a few minutes, and I am so thankful that you've chosen to tune in. Tell your friends and family to log on right now as we're about to dive right into the Scripture. Tell your friends and family, gather around the screen, and let's, let's see what the Word of God says, uh, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever, God's Holy Bible. Let's see what it has to say about our life. Today I'd like to talk to you about the idea of things are changing. They're always changing. Maybe in your life that's been your uh, 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 experience as well. You've literally seen things changing from time to time. The, the person that you married, maybe you've been married 20 or 30 years. There's no way that that person hasn't changed in that time frame. And the most successful and the most at peace people are the ones that recognize that life is never static. Let's say that together. Life is never static. Now, I don't mean static like uh, you have the wrong radio station. I mean static like stagnant, like never moving. Life is never going to stay exactly the same. It's always going to be changing. And as believers, the more we come to understand that our life was never designed to be the same every single day. We weren't going to have the same feelings every single day. We're not going to have the same experiences every single day. Now, all of a sudden, we begin to understand how Moses' life, how David's life, how Jesus' life, have everyone in our scripture's life went through different seasons, different times. So what you're going through today, I want you to know you're in fact going through it. You may be on a mountaintop. Things might be going wonderfully in a spectacular way. And I'm not here to give you bad news by any stretch, but just understand life changes. Maybe you'd say today, pastor, I'm exactly the opposite. I'm having a terrible time right now. Well, I have great news for you. You are going through something. You are not there to stay because life always changes. Things are happening. So as we come to this realization, it helps the scripture open up. When we understand we're in the company of the people who were in our Holy Bible that gave us different examples about how we should live and what we should do, We're in great company with them when our life goes through different stages and different facets, facets, but we're always in motion. As a matter of fact, the alternative to not being in movement or motion in our life 
means that we've stopped. And when you've stopped, you become like a ship that's on the high seas, sailing from one location to another. But the moment that the ship takes its power out, if it's not anchored to something strong, whichever way the current or the wind desires for that boat to go, that's the direction it'll go. But you and me are not called to be tossed to and fro by the winds, the waves, and the, and, the, and the currents of life. But rather, we're called to be stable, pointed with our eyes fixed. The Apostle Paul says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we keep our minds stayed on him and we have perfect peace. You see, even the people around you are changing. And if you're only committed to loving or caring about the people around you in their current state, you're going to have a very frustrated life because everybody around you is changing as well. One of the things that we like to share here at New Heights is real simple. We got to get real good at not judging people so stringently on their actions, but then judging ourselves based off of our intentions. I'll say that again. Sometimes we judge ourselves based off of our intentions. You say something hurtful you didn't mean to. So immediately you can push it out of your mind by saying, well, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean to come across hurtful. But then somebody says or does something to us and we look at only their actions and all of the things behind the scenes which brought them to that place. Those are the things that we ignore that we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt sometimes. So for us, we have to be committed. People are going to change. And we're not committed to caring for people just if they act a way that never has any kind of friction or otherwise. No, we're committed to caring for people. We're committed to this at New Heights Church, loving people and pointing them to Christ. So this morning, I want to talk about the idea that we're always in motion, and I love the the Bible, and uh, I love all of it, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, I really do, but one of the greatest places you can find some hope is when you go to the Psalms, because the Bible says that there was a man, he wrote a lot of them, his name was David, who would later become a king, he killed a giant when he was just a teenager, but he wrote, and sometimes what he writes, it sounds like our own heart speaking. That's why I love it so much. Grab your Bible right now and turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 23. One of the most prominent scriptures in all of our Bibles, Psalms chapter 23 and verse number 4. Let's go through it together. I'm in the King James Version. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He said, he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. If you have your Bible and it's paper, underline that word through. If you're taking notes, write down the word through. Whatever you're going through today, it's imperative that you make sure that you understand you are in fact going through something. You didn't get called to sit and settle in some kind of a setback or some kind of an issue. No, you're just going through something. And the interesting thing is sometimes the valley seasons of our life, we get so stuck in the the idea of where we are that we can miss the view. When you're in a valley, that means that there are high places all around you. And some of the most beautiful places I like to travel and my family, one of our favorite places to go is the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. 
we go and when we, when we camp out, we, or, or not camp out, bless God, we, we, we stay at different places and houses and cabins. And, and when we're there, it's almost always in a valley. And when you're in the valley, it gives you a beautiful panoramic view of what's around you because when you're in the valley, you can see where you are going and you can see opportunity. It's just imperative that you recognize that where you are is not where you are staying. You are simply going through the valley. Why don't you just right there where you are, just say, I'm going through it in Jesus' name. I'm going through it in Jesus' name. We go through the valley, get this, of the shadow of death. The shadow of death. I remember uh, growing up and I, I remember watching uh, one of the original Peter Pan movies. And Peter Pan, he was, he was a, a, a boy, one of the lost boys. And he would go to Never Never Land and he could fly. And if you got a hold of the right pixie dust, other people could fly. And it was just a movie that entertains kids. Maybe you've seen it. But in the beginning, I'll never forget, Peter Pan was chasing his shadow. Somehow in this magical world, Peter Pan had separated from his shadow and he was trying to chase it down and, and, and he would try to catch it and the shadow would run a little further. But here's the thing about a shadow. A shadow has never hurt anybody. A shadow has never harmed anybody. On the contrary, shadows have been trying to instill fear in people since the very beginning of time. You can think about maybe your own kids or maybe if you think about it when you were young in your room, there would be a shadow and you would swear that the shadow moved or uh, you would say that there was a new shadow. Shadows have been trying to instill fear in God's children since the beginning of time itself. But shadows have no Power. Let's say that together. Shadows have no power. The reason he says the, sh- the shadow of death is because for a Christian, death has no uh, sting. Death has no power. So the only thing the enemy can do to a believer is to put the shadow of death, something that is powerless and has only one intention in this kind of situation, and that's to try to instill fear. Now, fear is very interesting because uh, the scripture says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So he says, the the writer, King David, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, the powerless thing that's trying to over put an overcast sky on me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, fear, it's not something that doesn't exist as an emotion or a feeling. But this word uh, in the Hebrew is actually not an emotion at all. It's the word Yahweh, not Yahweh. It's the word Yahweh, Y-A-R-E. And it literally means uh, fear from a place of a verb or an action. In other words, fear as an emotion would be a noun, a person, place, or a thing, something you could be feeling or experiencing. Bless God, Christians, we don't live by our feelings and how we, uh, exactly what we're experiencing. We live by faith and faith is what we cannot see. It's what we cannot touch. 
But this word fear, when he says, I will fear no evil, he's literally saying, I will not act in fear. It's a verb. It's an action. Fear will not be my behavior. I might be feeling fear. I heard it said one time that courage is not the absence of fear. It's choosing to act in the face of fear. You see, uh, when we decide that we're not going to fear evil, now all of a sudden the enemy loses the power that he can have over trying to direct what we do or we do not do. So the writer clearly says, he goes, even though I'm going through, remember he didn't say I'm staying. He didn't say I'm, I'm going to be here forever. He said I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, the powerless image of death. Shadows have never hurt anybody. I will not fear. And he didn't say, I'm not going to fear because I don't sense it. He didn't say, I'm not going to fear because I'm not in a valley. He didn't act like what he was going through wasn't happening. He says, I will not fear because thou art with me. In other words, my God is with me today. Let's say that together. My God is with me today. He says, I will not fear. I'm not, I'm not acting in fear. I'm not moving in fear. None of my actions are actions that are uh, uh, absolutely promoted or, or caused by fear. On the contrary, I refuse to fear. Not because I don't have something to be afraid of necessarily, but because he has not left me. Thou art with me. My God is with me. I'm a dad. I have three kids. I love them all. My youngest, uh, if you're watching this right now, is five years old. Every now and then we'll be going through parking lots or out in the uh, field and maybe uh, uh, in different environments. Maybe we're uh, going close to a raging river or something. And almost without exception, when something that could cause some nervousness or, 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 or some second thoughts or some second guesses, almost without exception, that little five-year-old beautiful baby girl of mine comes up to her daddy and grabs my hand. And if I notice her even almost looking concerned about something, I grab hers. Because it's not the river that can cause her to act in fear. It would be if daddy was not there. You see, when you know that you know that you know that your father is with you, that God has not left you, he has not forsaken you. It's in that moment that fear loses its grip. I will not fear. I will not act in fear. Not because I'm not going through the valley. I'm not, I'm not somebody that, 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 that's looking at a bunch of bananas and calling them oranges. Praise the Lord. I'm just saying I'm not scared because God is with me. And if God be for me, who? can be against me who can stand who can succeed what can succeed against me nothing and not a thing understand this and i'm coming close to closing for the message today this teaching but i really want you to understand this i know what the valley of the shadow of death feels like i'm not naive to any of this you're not 
uh, the only person that has been through something. But you get to choose, in fact, how you go through it. Because what will happen is God's going to move. He is going to make a way for you. You're coming out of the valley. He is going to take you from glory to glory. So what I'm telling you to do today, what I'm encouraging all of us to do today, never let it come out of your mouth, oh, God has left me. Oh, where is God? Because the minute that you do, now all of a sudden you're actually speaking in contrary to what his word says. Hebrews 13, 5, you can write that down. God will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So even when it feels like you're going through the valley, even when it feels like you're going through something, you have to hold fast your confession and your profession of faith standing strong on the foundation that will never move the word of the living God and know that you have no reason to act in fear because God himself is with you. Praise God. God himself is with you today. He's with your family. He's with your family member. He's with that person that you're believing God for. I've got family and friends I'm believing God for. And I know he would never leave them just the same way he'll never leave me. You see, we're not the same every single day. We don't experience that five years from now, you're going to have a different hairstyle, praise the Lord. Different things will be in style. Most likely, what you used to wear will be back in style because everything is changing. In other words, we're all going through different seasons. Don't let fear get a hold of the rudder of your ship. Let peace guide you. Let faith in the living God guide you. Let it be known this day that even though we may be going through a storm, even right now, we are not afraid because our God is with us. Amen, amen. God bless you. Well, listen, I'm gonna close in just a minute in prayer, but I don't wanna close without giving you the opportunity if you've never said yes to Jesus, this piece I'm talking about is available to you right now. If you've never said yes to Jesus, I want you to know that he loves you. He'll forgive you of all your sins. Your name will be written in the book of life and you can spend eternity with him and you can spend this life living a life full of faith. If that's you today and you've never accepted Jesus or you've turned your back on him, I want to give you the opportunity. If you want to make that wonderful, most incredible decision today to give your heart to Jesus, I want you to do this right where you are. Just lift both hands. That's like a sign of surrender. See, we're surrendering our life to God. And pray this prayer after me. Say, oh God, I come to you now and I ask you to save me. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my victory. 
I want to be a Christian. I turn from sin and I turn to you, O God. And I will not fear because you are with me. Amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer, do me a favor. Send the church an email or write it in the comments of wherever this video is. Let us know you prayed that prayer. If you're in College Station or the surrounding area, get to New Heights Church every chance you get. I would love to meet you. We have wonderful people that would love to meet you. If you're not in the College Station area, find a good Bible-teaching church and plant yourself there because the Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Well, God bless you, church family. I'm so glad we had the opportunity to get together today. I pray the blessings of the Lord overtake you. I pray that you are blessed in the city and blessed in the field this day and every day. Thank you for tuning in. I'm gonna close in prayer, a prayer of peace a prayer of hope, a prayer that says we refuse to live by fear, not because things, not because we don't go through things, but because God will never leave us. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we honor you today. We thank you for delivering us and saving us and rescuing us. And we know, God, according to your word, that you'll never leave us You'll never forsake us. So, Father, thank you for always being there. We refuse to act in fear. By faith, we refuse. In Jesus' mighty, precious, holy name, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. And we will see you soon at New Heights Church. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.